Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, Radio to Open the Heart, Heal the Soul, and Awaken the Consciousness. My goodness, what a time we're having on planet Earth, and I'm sending love and blessings and goodness out to everybody. I am the owner of Reiki Oasis. Reiki Oasis. <laughs> Let me try that again. I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis located right here in Seattle for the last 25 years and doing what I can to help people remember who they really are and why they're here on planet Earth at this time of great change. We've been having a really good time on Sundays. I started a, about a month, six weeks ago, Sunday meditation with Loretta. So it's Sunday morning at 11 a.m. It's a great way to take one hour for yourself. It is done through a Zoom call. And we're finding out that actually that works really, really well. People call in and then they turn off their video and lay down and we do a, a, a lovely renewing and healing meditation. We had a great one for this past Sunday, which was Mother's Day, honoring the mother energy in all of its forms. And you can sign up for everything at schedule.reikioasis.com. If you have any problems with that, please um, send me an email at reikioasis at gmail.com. And I want to thank all my patrons. Um, we are a listener-supported show. Airtime is not free, and so I appreciate your um, every single donation, whether it's a dollar or a bunch of love um, or angels or anything good like that. And you can go to patreon.com slash thelorettabrownshow.com and uh, be part of my Patreon family. And I, I have a wonderful guest today. We have so much to talk about. I want to make one or two little comments about astrology before I bring her uh, onto the show. And I've got to tell you that, you know, I can't believe we're in May. We're almost halfway through the year. We've had so much going on. And the year feels like it's been 30 years on and going and going. We've had all these planets going direct, but in May they're starting to go backwards. And this retrograde season is going to prepare us for revealing of the truth. That and things that are, are are playing out, and especially the revealing of the truth since last fall and winter. On May 5th, a big event, the lunar nodes have uh, changed signs, and it's a really big event. The south node is where we've been, and it indicates our karma or our challenge that we're here to overcome. The north node, which is completely opposite the south node, obviously, indicates the future, and it holds the answer of what course or directions we can make to ensure a more positive future. And I am a, a person who believes that we somehow play into the course of our life. So if we know where we've come from, and in this precise moment we get an idea or a vision of our future, I would be hopeful <laughs> that if the future doesn't look so good, maybe we could shift something. I don't know. I had uh, the amazing Cynthia Sue Larson on my show last week. We talked about reality shifting. And, of course, today I'm going to have another guest that's going to really kind of knock your socks off. But the nodes have moved from Capricorn and Cancer into Sagittarius and Gemini. I'll put that into English. We have been working on the balance between home life and career. And interestingly enough, 
This pandemic sent us home, and many of us have been doing a lot of thinking about our careers or our place in the world. But as of May 5th, the lunar nodes moved into Gemini and Sagittarius, and this indicates we're moving into a time where self-expression and freedom of speech is going to be highlighted. We are hopefully learning to share our story and celebrate the stories of others. And here's a big one. Can you do it? Can you accept other people's truths? Uh-oh, which means we're learning to take a simpler approach in how we choose to think about things. Perhaps we could be a little less rigid, or perhaps we're going to become more rigid. There's certainly a contrast out there. I'm hopeful that we will be inspired to come up with new and creative ways of being on planet Earth, because obviously we all need to be here. There is one thing coming up, too, I want to mention. Just before the sun goes into Gemini on May 20th, the sun will align with Alcyon, one of the brightest stars in the Pleiades. Alcyon aligning with the sun brings a very strong feminine energy, and it will help enhance our intuition, our feelings of creativity. So be open to receiving more divine and galactic messages and be ready for your heart to open up in some marvelous way. And my hope is that all of this energy in May is just going to help feel uh, help us feel a little bit more stable, a little bit more sure, or a little bit, how do I say this? We all need to figure out how to be um, the, the sovereign of our own being. So with all of that said, I'm so happy to have my special guest on the show today, Penny Kelly. And Penny, Penny, you're just an amazing woman. I, I don't even know how to do your bio because it's crazy. So Penny Kelly. Just skip it. You <laughs> really? <skip> it. <laughs> you know, Penny's been on my show, I think, three, three other times. And uh, I really... Highly recommend everybody go back and listen to those shows. I think we did November, December, and January or something like that. But for those of you that are new, Penny Kelly is a writer, a teacher, author, publisher, consultant, naturopathic physician. She's a wealth of information on higher consciousness and our path ahead. She's co-written or edited 23 books with others. She's got at least nine books of her own to include Robes, a book of coming changes. Very fascinating book. Uh, Consciousness and Energy, four volumes. We talked about volume four, Trump, the Sting, the Catastrophe Cycle, and Consciousness. And she's got the Elves of Lily Hill Farm, a partnership with nature. She runs a farm. She travels internationally. She's got international clientele. And I don't know, Penny, I think you've talked to um, um, spirit beings and elves and ETs and and God knows what, maybe God. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That too. Oh, wow. We have so much to talk about, so much to catch up on. Um, I want to just kind of launch in here with with a question. You know, about 40 years ago or so, you had men, men in little brown robes come and talk to you and and you had so much going on in your life at that time. I think that was just one of the amazing events, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> My reaction when they first appeared was, now what? <laughs> so. 
Now what? Yeah, I um, yeah, I I do funny things sometimes on Facebook, and I think it was um, maybe in March or April I posted something that showed us a spaceship, and the and it said something like, "So what? What do you think? You know, April has to bring, and then there's just this spaceship, <laughs> right? What next? <laughs> oh my, <laughs> yeah. So um. I, I would imagine that you are seeing more and more of what the little men in brown robes told you about so long ago. Is that an accurate statement? Mm, yes. Yes. Uh, unfortunately or fortunately, you know, however, whatever your perspective is, a lot of stuff that I thought was absolutely impossible and and really just dismissed even though I wrote it or noted it in the book, it's all happening, it's all unfolding. And things that I saw that I thought couldn't possibly be or we, we would never allow that um, are happening left and right. And so it's been a really good lesson in for me in how quickly you can change a huge number of people, a big population in a very profound way at their core. So, um, you know, what we have or what we're facing at this point are changes at every level. Yeah. And the, the big question, the thing that is coming up this year, it's in our face, is um, if the core uh, is changing and, and the core is the government, the finances, uh, health, education, transportation, um, and, and our worldview, if all that's changing, What's it changing to? Do we have a say in how we're going to see this new world? And of course, that was the whole message that the robes had was, hey, you guys, you are creating your future. What do you want to create? What do you see? What do you think? What do you feel? And at the time, I couldn't quite get my mind around that. I was very much in what I would call today victim mode. In other words, no, the future just happens. I don't have anything to do with that. I'm just trying to do my little life here and on and on and on. And what I have come to realize over the last 40 years is that, by God, we are creating this. And if we abdicate right now, we're in deep trouble. So it's in our face. It's like, okay, might as well sit up and take notice and start thinking, start talking what do we want? How do we want to live? How do we want this world to be? If you take the whole thing and say, you know, let's just change it all overnight, that's not going to happen. So the what we have to face is that if we're going to make a change, it's probably going to be slow. It's going to be painful. It's going to be messy. There's going to be arguments. Um, and it'll settle out at some point because people get tired of fighting. They get tired of arguing. They get tired of, of, of themselves. And, and they want something different in themselves as well as for themselves. So I'm very hopeful um, that we have uh, some voices to be raised and some things to become aware of that will change the course of where we're going. And it doesn't. It takes everyone in some ways to support it, but it doesn't take the whole thing to agree. It's going to it's going to settle out one way or another. So here we are. Yeah. You know, um, 
I have been saying to everybody, and I, I realize this too, that we cannot go back to the world that we left. In fact, I was thinking, you know, in preparation right. for this show that, you know, the last time I talked to you back in January, I hadn't uh, taken my group to Egypt. And and when I got back, you know, we were into mm. the, the pandemic and, you know, and I look back at it and I feel like a, a child that has grown into a woman in, in three months or something, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. I do. Because so yeah. much has happened, and um, yeah, people people staying at home has really, really shifted us. Um, what are you know? I'm going to ask this question because uh, I'm getting this from all sides now, and it's something uh, that I don't know. Maybe it takes a while for things to get out to the West Coast, or maybe they've been here all along. But I'm going to ask you without going too deep into it. Is there a war going on? Are we in some sort of a revolution behind the scenes of this pandemic? Or Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's a pretty um, intense war. Um, it isn't what is called a, um, well, it is kinetic now. So there's there's uh, cold wars and then there's hot wars. And, and a hot war is usually called a kinetic war where there's actual fighting and guns and people dying and things like that. Most of that is happening underground and most of the um, people that are doing the fighting have been trained to fight underground in long tunnels and, um, you know, underground settings. And that, um, that whole thing is there's a war actually going on at several different levels. So we have the um, the war that is happening over all of the child sex abuse and trafficking, human trafficking, slavery, all that kind of stuff. We have the war that is currently going on for control of the U.S., which if we lose that, we're, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all the systems break down. Um, and, and then we have the, um, just this war between the, the media has deliberately created this huge division um, between people. And so we have this war between people, the, mm-hmm. the guy in the street, mm-hmm. um, and the, the understanding and people who want to believe, I think, in the old romantic idea that life was beautiful and um, and, you know, I'm going to use some terms, Democrat and Republican, that I think are on their way out, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of fighting Democrats against Republicans. And I think I've said this before. I think I, I even said it, but it bears repeating again. Um, a democracy is not what we have. We have a republic. And a republic is something that guarantees the government promises to guarantee our rights and our sovereignty and our ability to maintain our power. A democracy is something different. And what a democracy means is whoever's in power has the say. And mm. no rights are guaranteed. It depends on who's in power. And that's, you know, they may or may not honor our rights and recognize us as sovereign beings. And so people have... Uh, kind of forgotten that we have a republic and they have become used to the term oh we have a democracy no we don't we have democratic processes but we really have to 
be careful. If we lose the republic, then we're at the whim of whoever's in control. And when you look at the deep war going on, the, the big, uh, very cold type wars going on between China and the U.S., even though the cries have been for three years, Russia, Russia, Russia. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. uh, China, China, China that has been um, really working and and is continuing to do so to become the number one country in the world. And, and maybe that's fine. You know, maybe they can be the number one um, and everybody can still get along, etc. But um, the the playbook, if you will, the big picture playbook for the planet is very, very similar to the the plot in the Hunger Games, where one country mm. is going to have control over all the rest, and the globalist system is going to divvy out um, who gets what and who doesn't get what, and you know what they need. And it it doesn't it doesn't work for higher consciousness. That's for sure. So, and since that's my interest, it's like, no, 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 <laughs> we don't want to go there. <laughs> that's uh, ugly, it's hurtful, and it's uh, a way of living that doesn't celebrate and value each individual at all. Um, you bring up some really good points, and I was I was wondering, um, you know, back when I read The Robes, they were, they talked a lot about... Um, the future, right? I, they took mm-hmm. you to the future. Did they say yeah. anything about China or this time that we're in right now that would be helpful for us to know? Or, um, Yeah, they said a couple of things. There were, um, and mind you, at the time, I was really ignorant. I mean, I still <laughs> am probably, but, <laughs> but I was really well, you ignorant were, back then. Yeah, you were... Uh, uh, 40 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. And I wasn't paying attention to what was going on in the world. I was ha- paying attention to what was happening in my life. But China was um, was a key figure. And, um, and what I saw was that they were building, they were building, they were building, they were building up, they were building out. And then the, for whatever reason, and they didn't say much about this, there was this... Um, almost like a rolling collapse and a rolling set of revolutions across China. People um, had people had just had enough. They didn't even know what they had enough of. They just knew that um, that something was way off and they were fed up and they didn't really have any options. But there were these massive revolts in China, the entire, structure of China changed in a very short amount of time. There were, um, there was, I remember the robes said when I, I was kind of looking at it and I was not knowing what I should think or ask about it, but they made this comment too much change too quickly. Mm. And the people in what I'm going to call the outback of China um, were just not able to, they hadn't been included in that kind of change and they were, um, they were fed up. And so, um, and I see now that there's some, I mean, things are moving right along in China. What I see in terms of a collapse is that China was the first one to get the virus. They immediately shut down. They set a precedent 
when and and then the media started pushing this whole coronavirus thing here and the result was that people started saying well china shut down and that stopped the the you know the move of the the whole the virus thing so the so then everybody else shuts down the entire western world is shut down right now that is exactly the plan that I saw with the robes, mm. which was that China would ascend or think they were going to ascend into this place of absolute and utter power and control, number one. So here's what we see right now. China shuts down. They shut down for 16 days and and the whole rest of the Western world shuts down. People out of work. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Uh, China shuts down, people are out of work here, or we shut down, people are out of work here. And the result is that um, we're still down two months later. China's up and running. They're rolling, you know, uh, is it okay to say balls to the wall on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they're really moving ahead full speed, and we are still locked in our houses, and that is the plan. And I don't think very many people see that. And the um, the result is that all of the West is basically inactive. It's going to take years mm -hmm. to catch up, mm -hmm. years and, and maybe decades. And, um, and that's going to change the power structure. So it looks like China is going full speed ahead, but... There's a fly in the soup, maybe a couple flies in the soup. And one of those flies that I saw with the robes was that when um, they, they, had, they had said to me, when, when everyone stays at home, the power of the cabal will end. And that was all they said. Mm. I didn't forget it, but I didn't really know how to relate it to anything. So... I didn't put it in the book, but I remembered it. And when, and I said it in a couple of interviews, I think I was on Jason at four and, and said twice, maybe, um, the power of the cabal will not be broken until we all stay home. And I thought we were going to all choose to stay home and, and we would stay home for three days and we would show the cabal that, no, we're not spending any money. We're not going anywhere. We're not running your corporations for you because all the cabal is all those corporations. And people don't get that because that's the source of their income for many, many people. So um, as it turns out, I think they have shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> they have closed down the Western world. But when the Western world closes down, um, what happens is all those products, all the manufacturing that was moved to China, now there's no buyers for that. China has to shut down and or slow down or cut back seriously. And they're already doing that in a major way. And and that is, I think, what triggered the um, the big waves of revolution down the road a piece here. And that um, and it, and it just it changes everything. This shutdown changes everything for everybody. So um, so we'll see what happens. But um, a lot of stuff that the robes pointed out, um, you know, the cabal, the whole business with everybody arguing over everything, 
um, one of the things they said was that there will come a time when you will not be able to go out in public if you cannot prove that you are healthy. And I saw people wearing masks and holding these certificates. And my response back then was, what are you talking about? <laughs> We're never going to put up with that. that. How would that even happen? But here we are. You know, people can't go out of their houses. They have to wear a mask. They're talking about mass vaccination. They're talking about certificates of health. All this stuff that is really um, right in our face now. And um, I think we're going to have to rethink uh, not only our retail, um, which slowly kind of, well, it is ground to a halt now, but it doesn't, it's, doesn't come back like it did before. Mm -hmm. um, people are discovering that they really like being at home. Some people are, will not. There were some increases in violence in some homes, but... Um, over the big perspective or over the big, you know, group of people, the overall feeling was, hey, why do we have to go to work? We can work from home. And then that just begins to gut the big corporations. So that's what I mean when I say I think they have um, shot themselves in the foot in their effort to get control. Um, and they were assuming that the greater population was still the mindset of the 1950s population or citizen, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's not the case. Mm -mm. People are awake, they're aware, they're paying attention, they're communicating, and yes, they're censoring like crazy, trying to keep the truth from getting out there, but that's not working either, and lots and lots of people are saying, hmm, something really fishy here, mm -hmm. something not good, and so we have, we still have the rest of this year and all of next year to get through. Um, I do remember seeing that in at Thanksgiving of 2021, it was very, it was a very dark time, and people were really discouraged. And it didn't, it looked like there wasn't much electricity. And I was like, ah, what? Mm. <laughs> people in the south were frying, and people in the north were freezing. And we are not set up to be. Uh, self-sufficient and so it really we we still have to get through some um challenging times oh good grief hang on let me put that somewhere okay <laughs> so we still have to get through some times that are really difficult um and and it's up to us Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm out there talking, telling people, writing, <laughs> speaking. I have a whole bunch of, of educational videos that I have um, put up on a little um, YouTube channel called I Say to Myself. Mm. And there's probably 200 of them up there. And there's, it's all kinds of stuff. And the hope is that people will begin to look a little deeper, hopefully. Yeah. Think, yeah. Um, I'm. I am uh, amazed, fascinated by all of that, but I'm also being with how for you, um, you know, because I've heard this from other people too, where they've brought through information or were given information that at the time was like, what is this just gobbledygook? How could that possibly happen? And yet <laughs> here we are all in our homes and um, I'm with you, you know, there's a lot of of, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say this, there's a lot of terrible things going on out there and I think that 
uh, with us being home, you know, we are a creative people is how I always think of humans. And and um, <laughs> I don't know, my, my mother used to say idle hands are the devil's playground. But um, it also... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but also in this case, um, because we're at home, I think we're all you know many many people are going. Wow, I'm at home. What can I do? And you know, uh, and right. we've gone through phases of being at home. Like, oh hey, we're home. It's like a holiday, and then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm with the kids <laughs> and the wife all the time, and oh dear, you know, I can't run down to the you know the waterfront or whatever the heck it is that we do and have my Starbucks coffee, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did track that same that same mood change. First week was like, yeah, this is great. Wow, I don't have to go to work. I this I'm catching up on my sleep. The second week was pretty much the same, but by the third week, it was like, okay, what, what, what are we doing? What's happening? Mm-hmm. What's next? I, mm-hmm. By the fourth week, it was like, I'm tired of this. I want to go back to work. I I mm-hmm. need something to do and couple, you know, a couple people, I do a lot of consulting, consulting, um, and, and counseling around, around the world. And, uh, didn't matter what country people were in, they were struggling to stay at home and to find meaning, um, in their life because the, what I realized was the context of having all these people that you can communicate with and watch and talk with and just, just walk down the sidewalk with. Um, that is something that we don't recognize how comforting it is. And so here we are now, people are angry, now they're starting to revolt. And I think that is really what Trump wanted. He wanted people to see that they were um, being, that the some factions within the country are trying to, um, they're trying to control and they're trying to the real. I think the real setup for the the virus. Everybody stay in their house. We can't go out. We're we're in danger. We're going to get the virus, which um, really and truly is not a virus to worry about at all, unless you're really unhealthy to begin with. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the benefits of this thing. People are paying attention to health. But the other big push is that the real push behind the virus is to keep people in their houses so that the voting can be done by mail so that the next election can be stolen because it's so easy to steal an election when you have vote by mail ballots. Mm. Oh, those bags just got lost. I don't know where they went. All those votes. Oh, gee. Oh, look at what we found. A whole, you know, 10 bags of of ballots and they're all Democrat. So um, Uh, uh, I think that's the piece that people Mm -hmm. have to become aware of is that it's not about the virus at all. It's about getting power back and getting control back. And so some of those who live in democratically controlled states are going to have a problem with the election. Yeah. Um, You know, and that brings up a a whole lot of questions. Um, I was trying to figure out which way to go with it. You know, my guides um, back in the, in the day when Trump was uh, running for office basically told me he was going to be elected. And at that point I thought that can't happen. How could that possibly (laughs) happen? What? Right. And so as I'm, as we're going into this election, um, you know, they, they keep saying to me over the next six months, surprise, 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 right? And I've yeah. I've really wondered if there's even going to be an election or uh, 
elections in a format that makes any sense to us. So, um, and and that's not to try to scare the people listening. It's just, I think that with us all staying at home, and like you say, people are watching things, they're getting information, maybe they're not quite so... Uh, busy with their work, although I have to say that I'm as busy as I ever was. I'm just doing things through Zoom and and Skype, right. and and you know because what I do is is you know people need that you know they need that comfort and they need that help with their emotional states and so forth. But right, um, you know, as people are staying at home and they're and like you said, they're starting to sort of wake up. Their one one eyelid's up and they're going something's fishy. This smells like fish. Tastes like fish. Must be fish, <laughs> right? <laughs> Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was just saying um so this this lockdown in its own way it is helping people's consciousness raise and could you please comment on that? Yeah. I I think that is one of the really good side effects of it. Um the two things that are really in play when it comes to consciousness. Um one is going to be, are you open? Are you willing to look at something that you hadn't considered before? The other is health. And if you're not healthy, you really can't hold higher consciousness for very long. And as soon as there's a challenge, you go right back into your, you know, your pit of struggle and suffering, etc., and worry and all of that. So one of the questions I've had, which um, has come up a number of times. People, some people have said to me in my consultations, um, "Wow, I've lost weight because I've been able to eat better at home." Other people have said, <laughs> "This has been really bad for my waistline." Yes. <laughs> so, like, okay. But what almost everybody has experienced is the. Um, the extra hours, not having to commute, mm-hmm. the um, not having to get dressed up, being able to communicate um, through Skype, Zoom, whatever, you know, through any of the social media platforms. Um, that, so there's that catching up on sleep. That makes for greater clarity. There's the, um, the whole thing about, wow, I can actually fix a meal if I want to, and I have time to do that. Um, and so people have said I've eaten differently. And that has been a huge improvement for quite a few people. Um, you know, if you're not awake, you're not going to eat differently. You're just going to snack more often and have more <laughs> chips or whatever. Um, and But if you're even a little bit awake, um, there's been quite a few people that I have talked to that have said, um, hey, uh, I just don't have time. I don't have time to eat right. I don't have time to fix things that I need. So people are having the time to do that. And um, and so I'm hoping that there will be some improvement in the overall health mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. population, which we sorely needed. Oh, my gosh, and still do. Um, and, and I think the consciousness... Um, has been slowly shifting, <laughs> slowly shifting to be something that is really, um, oh, I'm going to say awake and aware mm-hmm. in a way that hasn't been in the past. Even if people are just angry that they're still at their homes, 
that's a, at least that's something. Anger is change energy. And it's energy that hasn't been allowed to go anywhere or that the person has been too afraid to use. But it builds up and it builds up and then boom, something changes because it has to. And so we're headed toward that kind of of change um, here in the U.S. And and I have also in one of my look-sees, um, a, which a look-see is just something that I do every month. Mm-hmm. Um, just take a look at what's happening around the world. And so I think it was in April I was looking um, because things change and I want to see what's changed, what's different, what's better or worse. Uh, France had absolutely exploded. It, it was like the like there was bits and globs of flesh and bones and parts of buildings and, you know, papers mm. and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of it was yellow, yellow stuff. And afterwards, I was thinking, is that those yellow jackets? And then somebody said to me, no, that's yellow vests. And I was like, oh, that's right. That's what it is. Uh. Um, so I think we're coming to a time. I do know that the effort has been to collapse Europe one country at a time. And France may be the first one to go Mm. um, because they were trying to make that a totally Muslim. They're trying to make Europe Muslim. And so that's the purpose behind all of those immigration um, people coming in. And what you have is a cultural clash that is absolutely vicious in a number of places. And some of my clients in Sweden, Norway, Denmark, France, um, Germany, Portugal have said, ooh, um, the tension here over the immigration is off the charts. And other people seem to be oblivious. i got a couple of people in France who have said, no, it's all fine. And I'm like, ah, okay, are you paying attention? <laughs> I'm hearing from others it's not all fine. So we have massive changes in our world that we're facing the Western world is um, is considered to be the most advanced. However, when you go to China and you look at what they've built and their mm-hmm. architecture, oh, mm-hmm. wow, it is phenomenal. And when I look at the ugly square, what I call um, cracker boxes that have been built in America as standards of wonderful architecture, and then you look at what they have in China, Oh, there's no comparison. Mm-hmm. None. It's stunningly beautiful. It's stunningly creative. It's stunningly well organized. And we have everything we have here needs to be rebuilt, redesigned, rethought, reorganized. And that's what's facing us. Yeah. Yeah. I was just uh, in China last fall. Uh, well, oh. on, my, on my way to um, do the core around Mount Kailash in Tibet. Right. So, um, yeah, I have to say I was pretty impressed with things that I saw and um, very aware of uh, Big Brother. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> a little factor there. Yeah, just a little yeah. thing there. Right. Uh-huh. I want to yeah. go back because you, you brought up your look-see, which I, I, I'm just fascinated with. And um, do you do this every month, the look-see? Yeah, I do. Um, It's something I started years ago, and I just would look for myself. And then about, I don't know, maybe six months ago, I started doing it in a, 
on a really regular basis and writing down what I was seeing. And and then when I started my Patreon channel, I thought, you know what, I'm going to put those looksies up on Patreon for people to have an idea of what I'm seeing and how we are either getting worse or getting better or what to be aware of. And so I do that once a month. And I actually started this um, just last month, I did two of them because there's so much happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet you are. And um, you're saying here, you sent me this, I'm just going to read this little bit for the listening audience. And by the way, if if you're just tuning in, this is Loretta Brown. My guest is the amazing Penny Kelly, the the one and only Penny Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I feel like I should come swinging in on a trapeze or something like you that. You are. <laughs> oh, okay. I got that all figured out. You know, lights and I forgot and the costume. Smoke and no, oh, no, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, you you write here. The look see is usually done by simply opening a time space and letting yourself see what is happening in the time space, and then moving to the next time space. Right. You simply right. ask to see what is happening with or around a subject. And then you go ahead and you've been documenting that. Now, you have in this look-see all of the things we want to know about, right? Oh, (laughs) well, probably because they're all the things I wanted to know about. Exactly, like mortgages, vaccines, inflations, the Fed, gold and silver cities, and cryptos, right? Um, So we're not going to have time to cover all of that. But what are a couple of things, like you said, that thing about France, is there anything else that really jumps out at you? Like, for instance, what about mortgages? Um, Yeah, that actually, I did that because so many people had written and said, would you just look at mortgages? Because we were coming into the lockdown. We were in the lockdown. And and so what I saw was um, that the mortgages were uh, almost drying up. There was almost nothing happening in any of the states. People were not buying and selling, and the real estate market just about collapsed. I mean, it went down like by half or 30% at least. And so that really concerned me. It's like, whoa, nobody's moving. Nobody's thinking about moving. Um, that got contradicted when I got to New York. But, um, but I had this vision um, three little visions, like boom, boom, boom. And the first vision and the subject was, you know, show me what's happening around mortgages. <clears throat> and uh, the first little vision was this uh, picture of a hand with a big dagger, just like ready to pounce on something and the whole thing froze. And then the next little vision was that the knife was dangling as if it was on a string <laughs> and nobody was hanging onto it. It was hanging there, but it was just dangling on this by the string, and then the third was this um, scene of a very dark landscape. And so you have to know a little bit about how to interpret the language of energy. Everything in our world is energy, everything. The cup that you drink your coffee from, your car is energy, your, your body is energy, your table is energy, everything. And so that um, the table or the cup or the car is a symbol of the of the consciousness and the, the function of that energy. And so when you when you ask to see, sometimes you'll see directly, but a lot of times you'll see symbolism, and you have to know how to interpret symbolism. And so the dagger, of course, is 
um, like somebody is is preparing to, um, you know, to make a killing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so my thought was, you know, we're around mortgages. The killing was going to be, oh, everybody's going to go bankrupt or everybody's going to stop paying their mortgage and the bankers are going to have a field day. They're going to collect millions of mortgages and properties, which is what they did during the 2007-2008 um, recession. And and then when the next scene was that the knife was dangling <laughs> and it was just flying in the breeze, was like, uh-oh, something stopped that. And then the 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 landscape, the very darkened landscape, it had these vultures. Like I don't know if people know what turkey vultures are, but we have them mm-hmm. on the farm here all the time. Um, and the um, you know that and there were these figures moving around in the dark, every so often stopping to whisper, like like they had something <clears throat> that they were sharing. And so what I understood was that the the bankers and the cabal people were poised to make a killing something stopped that and and the knife was just dangling and now the stage it reminded me this darkened landscape reminded me the vultures don't have anywhere to go they're Mm. just flying around Mm. and the figures moving in the background were um like if, if you've ever been to a stage play you know how when they change scenes or it goes from act one to act two to act three yeah um everything gets dark and sometimes they close curtains but you can still hear what's going on behind the curtain they're moving furniture they're running around quietly putting things into place for the next act and so i thought okay there's going to be another act here that is going to come up and um and we need to be ready for that and so that was the message around mortgages. And I think um, just today I was doing a, a look-see. Um, it started actually yesterday. And um, and the thought I had, I was thinking about this mortgage thing from last month and thinking, you know, I wonder if Act 2 is really um, the whole, uh, what I'm going to say, the, the demand that the cabal or the Democrats keep coming up with that we need to have uh, vaccines and we need, you can't go back to work without it. And so you'll have a choice as to whether or not you can go back to work and pay your mortgage. Um, and so that might be act two, having to decide, are you going to, co- are you going to cave to the demand for vaccines? And, you know, and people have been writing to me saying, what are our options? What, what can we do? And I'm looking at the options as they present themselves. There's not a whole lot, but people can withdraw from the system, mm-hmm. band together, make their own financial system, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They, everything, what has to happen is people have to get involved in their governance system, period. You have to have a voice. You have to raise your voices and you have to be paying much more attention to who's being elected and what are they really like? Not just going with, you know, I'm going to vote for him because he's good looking or she said all the right things or, 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 but really knowing what kind of person is behind that front, that facade. So, Mm -hmm. um, and probably we will have some people I did see last month that there were, there was a wave of, uh, 
of, uh, what do you call it, mortgage uh, foreclosures. And I thought, oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, in your look-see, I, I was reading through it, and you've got two dates, May 11th and May 22nd, uh, highlighted. And, of, of of course, those listening, we're pre-recording this show on the, the 11th. And I and and you got kind of a, a, a blank white wall. And what's interesting is that a couple of months ago, I was trying to do my own version of the look-see, you know, month to month. When I got yeah. to, when I got to May, the entire month was just a blank white screen, and oh. like you say, um, it usually indicates there's a lesson involved, right? Like any time that the guides won't show me something, I'm like, okay, there's something there, and so here we are, um, and so we're going to make it through that. Um, we yeah. have about we have oh maybe five minutes or so left. Um, I, uh, where do people get a hold of your look-see information, or is that in the YouTubes that you're doing, I Say to Myself? Um, I'm not sure if they're on there. Um, typically, people go to Patreon. I have three tiers, it. uh, and it's the middle tier. With the middle tier, you get the, you get the look-sees, and I put them out there and some other things that are out there. I do an analysis of what I see happening in the world, and how to think about that, how to be aware. I try to include a spiritual perspective, which I think is missing from the news. Yeah, We need that. Yeah. yeah, we really need that spiritual perspective. And I do think that that is what helps us navigate uh, fake news versus real news. I, I want to yeah. uh, go to this question. You know, with all of this stuff going on, so many people say, what can I do to help? What can, what can I do? Because like you say, we're not victims here. You know, we, right. are, we are creators. And so can you comment on that? And like I say, we've got about m maybe four minutes or so. Okay. I think it comes down to deciding what you want and how you want to live. I think some people are going to use this. I mean, some awake and aware people are going to use this crisis as a chance to change the entire system. It needs an overhaul. And I'm all I would say at this point is think about what you want, how you want to live. What do you want in your life? Do you want to go to a job every day? Do you want to start a small business? Do you want to not have to work that hard? Do you, what do you want? Um, what kind of health do you want? I have, you know, I have kids that have said, I'm not going into the system because I can't maintain the level of health that I want to maintain in that system. Um, th that kind of thing. So uh, lots of choices. And I think the other thing would be that um, if you look at the federal government as a symbol of how you want to govern yourself, then it takes on a little different characteristic. And I think we have to begin looking at that system as, how, as does that represent how I want to live my values, my ethics, um, the things that I think are important? If, if it doesn't, then we have to begin reshaping and having a voice in that government and i think those are coming watch for those channels to be opening and those people who are honorable to be saying we think this we want that we're going to bring this um you know petition or this 
uh, new law into operation, etc. The new law that's coming at us as of a couple days ago, I think, is House of Representatives um, number 6666. And oh, it's yes. basically saying mm-hmm. you, bas- you basically can't go back to work without a vaccine and tests that prove that you are free of the virus. And if you have it, then you will be separated from your family. Your children will be taken away. And I I think that's not going to go very far. It's probably going to be challenged. But we have a lot of challenges. So pick your challenge. Hold your ground. Don't be argumentative. And stay centered in your own consciousness. That is great advice. Very, very great advice. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And I, let me add one thing. Trust yes. that if if you are really passionate about this one thing, that's going to be your contribution. Somebody else is going to be taking care of this thing over here and that thing over there. Everybody's got a different kind of passion. So trust that we're all in this together and they it, it'll all work to our own advantage in the end. Right. Where we go one, we go all, huh? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I yeah. also I also love what you just said because so many people ask me things like, um, what is my, why am I on planet Earth at this time? I mean, globally, we're all going through this, but I, I've been telling people, go into the heart of hearts of yourself and find out what is your contribution. And so, yeah. like you say, pick your pick it, and then, and then you do that part because it will take all of us, yeah. So right. this is Loretta Brown. My guest today is Penny Kelly. Uh, Penny, where can they find you? And um, yeah. Um, you can go to my website. I'm just about to update that. I started yesterday, but it's not done. Um, PennyKelly.com or ConsciousnessOnFire.com will both get you to the same place. I have on Patreon, um, Patreon, it's, you just type in Patreon.com slash Kelly. And then all my books are on Amazon. And my ebook, you can buy the books as ebooks on my website, Consciousness on Fire. So that's it. I love it. Thank you so, so much. And um, yeah, blessings to you. I can't wait for more look sees. And <laughs> from my heart to yours, a big hug, obviously a virtual hug, a big hug to all the listeners. And um, stay standard, stay safe, and remember who you really are. Bye now. Talk to you next time.